still got a lot of work left to do to help this president uh, finish this impeachment out, and we're going to make a bigger announcement down here in Georgia. But y'all been so kind to ask about it. I want to continue to say the people of Georgia, we're getting ready for a good time down here to keep defending this president, keep it working for the people of Georgia. Well, the problem is the governor defied the president. <laughs> the president wanted you to fill the seat right away, Johnny Isaacson's seat. The governor says, I'm going to put Kelly Loeffler there. She's got a lot of money. She's already got $2.6 million in ad buys ready to go. Are you ready for this task? And are you concerned that you guys will tear each other apart and open up the seat for a Democrat? No, we're not concerned about that at all. I'm concerned about going to the people of Georgia. There's only, I've, I've always run with three reasons in mind. That's Jordan, Copeland, and Cameron. Those are my three kids because they represent the kids and the ideas and the fashions of what we need to have in America. And we just need to have a process that lets people decide, lets them choose for themselves how they want to see this vision. I think we fought for the president. We fought for our state and we fought for this country. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that. And I look forward to, to a good exchange of ideas and look forward to this election. We've talked when we have over the years, any number of ag issues, I, that's your, that's, that's your that's your wheelhouse there in the Georgia Senate. I, I said a moment ago, I described you as an agribusinessman. That's a $5 word for farmer, I think. Uh, so you're going to run for Congress. The big question, the obvious question, first question is why? Well, Tim, I know that uh, a lot of people have expressed uh, that same question to me this morning. I know there's a lot of gridlock in D.C. and a lot of partisanship and those kind of things. The way I viewed my career as a legislator up to that part, I've not been concerned with how many bills I could pass. I think we have plenty of laws and plenty of regulations. But I think whoever's up there, I've always tried to put my constituents first. And a lot of times people are frustrated with the federal government. They need help, whether it's a veteran or a farmer or an elderly person with their Social Security. They feel like they have no one they can turn to to help them. So I'd just like to be a person who could be accessible and, and who could help the people in the 9th Congressional District. All right, let's talk some mechanics and some logistics first. Uh, first of all, I know you just came out of a meeting with Governor Brian Kemp, uh, and I'm, there may be some things you can't discuss, and that's fine. I am curious, though, and, and we'll get back to your specific race and your situation in a moment, but there is in the House... There is in the House, and evidently it's made it out of a committee, there is in the House this proposal to change the rules for this Senate election effectively in the middle of the game. Right now we have this special election, this so-called jungle election, scheduled for November. The idea, uh, pushed by Speaker Ralston and others, is to set up primaries for each party, both parties, in May. I, I would imagine the governor is against this. I don't know where you are on this. I don't know whether this is going to pass the House and or the Senate with veto-proof majorities. What's your on all this of course just a little background the reason that i was at the governor's mansion today really did not have to do with my announcement for the congressional seat i wanted to mention that i do serve in leadership in the state senate there's six of us who serve in leadership and the governor invites us for breakfast from time to time i think he met with the house leadership yesterday and then he invited the six members of the Senate uh, leadership this morning. Of course, it was a good time for me to be there and have the opportunity to talk with the governor and his staff. Uh, the, the bill that you're talking about, I believe it's still a work in progress. It is a House bill. It's in the House right now. Uh, I have a good relationship with Speaker Ralston. He's a constituent in the 9th Congressional District. I have not really seen the present bill, what they have in that bill right now. My understanding is that the bill 
would give the Secretary of State the right to set the date for the primaries. Now, that's my understanding. Of course, the governor talked to us. We didn't spend a lot of time talking about that this morning. We talked about some of the issues. Of course, the overarching issue that we spent the most time talking about today were state revenues, if we were going to be able to meet the budget and and those kind of things. The, The budget seems to be center stage right now. I've not made a decision on that bill. I've not seen that bill. One thing I've learned since I've been in Atlanta is not to make a commitment on something you have not read, but... Whatever version gets to the Senate, I will be taking a, a close look at it. Again, not trying to be evasive. I just don't think it'd be smart to take a position on a bill that's in the House that I have not read. All right, Senator John Wilkinson, State Senator John Wilkinson, the Republican just up the road in Tacoa, Stevens County. And as of this morning, an announced candidate for Congress, Georgia 9, the race to replace Doug Collins, who made it official this morning. He is running for U.S. Senate. You mentioned uh, your work in the legislature and you folks in session now till probably probably the middle of March. You mentioned the budget there. That's the one thing you're constitutionally compelled to address. The reason you go to Atlanta every year is to pass a budget, balance a budget, and get it signed. Uh, now, when you go to Washington, if you're elected to Congress, you'll you'll notice right away they operate under no such constraints. They don't have to balance that budget, and lo and behold, they don't to the point of, I don't know, what is it now, $22, 23000000000000 trillion in debt. Uh, put you right on the spot here. I'll go ahead and put you in Congress. What do you do about that? Well, I think you have to be willing to make difficult decisions. You know, my experience has been that people want things cut. They want you to have a balanced budget, and they want everything cut, and they want all the exemptions eliminated except the ones that impact them. So I think the first thing that you have to be willing to do is make some difficult decisions and I think an advantage of serving in the Georgia General Assembly, where we do have a balanced budget and we do have $2.5 billion in our reserve fund, which is in stark contrast to the federal government, I think that does, uh, that does show us that it is possible. You can do that. So I just, I don't think we can give up hope. And I think that we have to be consistent and willing to make some difficult decisions. Ask you this uh, again, circling back to why you're, you're deciding to run for Congress and in this seat that opens now in Georgia nine. Uh, you're you're from a beautiful part of a beautiful state up there in northeast Georgia. Uh, you spend some time in Atlanta, obviously your capacity in the Georgia Senate, D.C. And I know you go there. I know you've been there. You've seen it. You know. You read the headlines. You, you watch the news. You know what it's like up there right now. For lack of a better way to ask this question, why do you want any part of that? Well, Tim, you know, I worked a lot of my career. I focused on uh, agriculture and on education. And over the years, I take student groups to Washington, D.C. And believe it or not, just because of the history that's there in Washington and Virginia and Mount Vernon, George Washington's estate, uh, the Marine Corps Memorial, you know, I've taken students to that Marine Corps Memorial and they stood at the base of it and literally cried and talked about how it impacted them and the sacrifices that people have made for this country. And I think whoever goes to D.C. or whoever wins the election, it will be a sacrifice in some ways. But, you know, I have five grandchildren, and and I'm probably closer to the end than I am to the beginning. But they're just getting started out. 
and I just want to leave a legacy and try to work so they can have an even better Georgia and an even better country than than I've been able to grow up in. But as both of us know, that's going to be a real challenge. But if we just sit at home, uh, nothing's going to happen. I don't know. I, I don't know if this was on your radar even just a few weeks ago. So I don't know the state of readiness here. But there will be other candidates, uh, Senator Wilkinson, who will announce uh, some of them maybe uh, very shortly uh, their campaigns. And some of them might well be formidable candidates and campaigners. Uh, fundraising, always a big part of this. Uh, how well equipped are you going to be to get out there? And logistically, how are you going to make this campaign happen, pulling it together on what I expect is a uh, pretty short notice? Well, you know, I've been in a meeting this morning, and one thing that's been reassuring to me, Tim, and by the way, I did mention to the governor's staff that he needed to give you a call also. <laughs> I did, but I had my phone in my coat pocket, and I tried not to look at it during the meeting, but it did give me a pretty good massage. It, I had it on vibrate, so I've been getting a lot of messages, and of course, you're the first sure. person I've been able to talk to but i'm just going to have to sit down and process this but i've heard from a lot of people already this morning and uh i know it's not going to be easy we're just going to get up early every morning and we're going to work hard every day and and put it in god's hands senator john wilkinson thanks for joining us obviously short notice some of those texts were from me we appreciate your time this morning best of luck we'll talk again soon thank you tim look forward to it sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.